Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Several episodes back, I focused on emotional intelligence, noting that EI in leaders is becoming more essential. Maybe it's always been essential. Experiencing the pandemic has made it seem even more relevant. We know that bad leaders negatively affect the work environment and can lead to employees leaving our work environment. And for those who stay, it can reduce their productivity. And several episodes Back, I spent some time talking about what we mean by employee productivity and how that influences individual and organizational performance. All to say, these topics are top of mind for all of us. What we know from research is that emotionally intelligent leaders are reflective, they have self-awareness, and are connected to people they serve, employees and customers. Leaders take on a coach and mentor role. They proactively know what's going on, and they really care about those they serve. I'm inspired to talk more about this topic after my interview with Ryan Carpenter, the superintendent of the Estacada School District, who will be on my show this week. So I had another opportunity to interview Ryan Carpenter. You know, the Estacada School District is in Oregon, and they're a great partner of ours. As I talked with Ryan, I kept thinking about how much Ryan models an emotionally intelligent leader. About the same time, an article from Fastbreak published on September 9th caught my attention. Five questions emotionally intelligent leaders ask themselves every day. That was the title. Harvey Duschendorf, the author, wrote a tagline under that title that really caught my attention. Here's what it reads. Emotionally intelligent leaders helm more motivated, happier workforces, and they do it by asking themselves these questions. Now, of course, I was curious about the five questions, and when I read them, I immediately thought about my conversation with Ryan Carpenter. He is an emotionally intelligent leader, and here are the five questions that leaders high in emotional intelligence ask themselves daily. Do I empower my team enough? Am I listening and understanding well enough? Did I recognize people when they went above and beyond? Am I supporting my people in achieving their goals? Am I making my vision for the organization clear and consistent? Now let's talk about this last question first. Am I making my vision for the organization clear and consistent? Over the past two years, new executive leaders have asked, so what do you think the most important thing is that you know I can do as we continue to experience the consequences of the pandemic? pandemic or not, I, I believe it is building and communicating a vision that takes an organization to the next level. That's what the executive leader does, has the responsibility of doing. It's the executive leader's role to determine a best approach to do. The goal here is to provide a starting place where people can get excited, provide input, and see themselves in that vision. In other words, the executive creates the fence for where the organization is going And stakeholders have freedom within the fence to see the vision through, shape it, mold it, make it matter to others. And Harvey stresses that, quote, a highly emotional, intelligent leader is open, transparent, and timely in sharing changes within an organization. 
as well as giving continuous updates and how well the team is doing at reaching their vision. Knowing they are always kept in the loop of the organizational information increases employee trust and loyalty. Boy, do we hear that time and again. When I talked with Ryan, he discussed the varying digital communication approaches he's applied to connect with teachers and staff, students, and parents. He had a different communication message and approach for each because he communicated what they were needing to hear versus what he believed was important to say. How did he know what they needed to hear? Because he reviewed their input from an empathetic view and created his message to help those who were receiving the communication. In his communication, Ryan focuses on key words at key times that are most important to those he's communicating with. Therefore, as an executive leader, stakeholders we touch want to know the vision, know how they fit in, and to get consistent and constant communication based on what they need to hear to be engaged in their work and to be successful. So go back to the first question Harvey describes, and it is, do I empower my team enough? And one of the things that Ryan felt most proud of as they opened their school year is how empowered the Estacada leaders, teachers, and staff were to apply actions that focus on positive results. He talked about how he had to learn to let go to empower others. You know, haven't we all? And he realizes that when you give others a chance to create and try out things and use data to continuously improve, the dividends are endless. Now, it doesn't mean that Ryan isn't aware of what's occurring. It's quite the opposite. He's more aware of the always actions that produce better results. Why? Because his team of leaders work with others to continuously review data, to celebrate wins, and adjust when things are not tracking well. Now, the next question is, am I listening and understanding well? If I'm an emotionally intelligent leader, am I listening and understanding well? Harvey stresses that leaders high on EI are great communicators, which means they have to listen and understand well. Ryan's interview focused specifically on this topic. His messages in his communication, the wording, the approach, and the timing is driven by what he hears and processes with himself and his team. Yes, the message is driven by the feedback he hears from stakeholders. He doesn't excuse the feedback or deny it. He accepts it for what it is and creates the messages accordingly. You will hear him say at times he needs to build better clarity for actions that are occurring. When he does, he makes sure that he tells the listeners that he's doing that because he heard what they were telling him. Ryan and his team welcome the feedback to help them identify what others believe are challenges or struggles. They then are proactive communicators, keeping themselves ahead of the problems when they occur. So issues seldom get overblown and become a crisis. And that's what Harvey indicated to us in the article. The next question leaders with high EI ask is, did I recognize people when going above and beyond, when they were doing things that were more than what we expected or doing things that are really helping us drive results and good actions toward those results? You know, are they focused with us? Ryan believes in hardwiring recognition for people who contribute to others and the goals of the organization. Our work, as you've heard on podcast and 
And in our conferences, our work focuses on writing thank you notes and recognizing the bright spots in a consistent, timely, and meaningful way. We can never over-recognize when we're sincere, specific, timely, and focused on behaviors and actions that produce positive results. It's principle nine of the nine principles and one of the most important ones to apply. It connects to all other principles and is a must to build great organizations. The last question is, am I supporting my people in achieving their goals? I end with this one because as simple as it seems, I find it one of the most difficult. Harvey stresses that, quote, emotionally intelligent leaders not only know the roles of the people who work in proximity to them, but also are aware of these workers' individual career desires and goals. They want to know if their current roles are satisfying and if they are learning and growing toward their overall goals. That's what our job becomes as leaders. Our role as an executive leader is to be a coach to our executive teams who report to us, and their role is to do the same for those leaders who report to them and so on throughout the organizational structure so that everyone is touched. This is much more than connecting with our team. It's truly building the professional growth plan. Determine how their current work positions them for growth and have meaningful conversations about the alignment of the employees' continued work with their professional growth plans. And when we get so caught up in our work at times, we fail to put this type of connection about professional growth, we fail to put that on our calendar with our team. And calendaring time with our direct reports is a first step, but it's certainly not enough. There's so much more to address here. And as Ryan and I and other leaders have talked about, this is one of the most significant roles of a leader, considering the changing landscape of our workplaces. And this is really a must for us and a way for us, and I speak about myself, to grow as a leader. On our next episode, you'll enjoy hearing about specific approaches Ryan has taken to create and apply communication approaches to connect with stakeholders. That's specifically what we talked about. But as we talked about that, I realized how much he was really speaking to being an emotional, intelligent leader. And you will witness him just as that, an emotionally intelligent leader. As you go into this week, reflect on your emotional intelligence by asking the five questions Harvey posed to us. Jot down your answers. Say yes, no, somewhat, and then jot down why you answered it the way you did. Here they are again. Do I empower my team enough? Am I listening and understanding well enough? Did I recognize people when they went above and beyond? Am I supporting my people in achieving their goals? Am I making my vision for the organization clear and consistent? The bottom line, Leaders with high emotional intelligence are constantly learning and determining what they can do to continuously improve. And when we as leaders do, we contribute to creating an inspiring workplace, building strength in our people, and accelerating results to achieve organizational excellence. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please join us to hear from presenters like Ryan Carpenter at What's Right in Education on October 27 and 28. We'll be virtual, so go to studereducation.com slash events to register. 
We have a great set of keynotes and partner organizational leader presentations. We can't wait to connect with you there. Also, if you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.